We're back. All right. Anybody we there? have our weekly review winners. Our winners. Every week we have a new review contest and we give out one shirt, but oftentimes it's more mm. for the best reviews. This last week, 12 reviews, 12 brand new reviews. Ooh, that's fantastic. Damn it. That's awesome. It is uh, awesome. It really our is. fans rule. They mm. do. They do. The and posse. And as always, it's very difficult to mm, to, to choose. And if you haven't been chosen, um, do please. better next time. <laughs> <Yeah. The fuck? laughs> no, I was actually going to say we really appreciate your reviews. Of course, yeah, we, we but not as much as the ones we're about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I mean, <laughs> so we they're have, all important. We had twelve reviews. I'm going to give out four shirts. Four. And the, and I'll tell you, shirts. I'll tell you, are we? Are we, made, are we just made of money, Doug? We are. Yeah. We are just made giving of shirts. shit away. <laughs> I felt like you're kind of Valley Girl with it. Four shirts. Four <laughs> shirts. Four shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, a couple people have not claimed their shirts, so I'm going to just give them away. That's you know? what you get for yeah, sleeping. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't listen to the show and don't know you've won. Then we're yeah. going to give you a shirt away. <laughs> Dougie threw like out that. his email and yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, so let me announce right. them. That's right. S. Steeman, 22. Steeman Seaman. B. M. Reynolds, <laughs> 20, <laughs> 23. I got Doug, yes. <laughs> uh, Nacho Mama, 7401. And Wolfgang Schultes. Oh! Yeah, all all four of you have won a I, shirt. A shirt. How do they claim their shirt? Shirts, my girls. Okay, uh, send an email to mindpumpradio at gmail Please, only shirt winners send the the message. Um, also, give me your size, your address, and your iTunes name as well as your real name. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you get your free T-shirt. Yes, and maybe some lingerie. Everybody else. Start your reviews for this coming week. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Yeah. You're now listening to Sal Stefano, Followed by Adam Schaefer and Justin Andrews. Have mercy. And the producer, Doug you took too long. Why'd you guys you make that long. awkward? It's, it's, we're gonna have to cut that. Okay. Yeah. Forget it. He <laughs> took too long. Doug. Start over. <laughs> I didn't. You know, Justin said, "And Justin Andrews." So I thought it was all over at that point. No. And then you guys look at me. You can go. And bro, then. what the? Well, hold on a second. We Wait, need to have an intervention right. with horrible. Doug right now. We what? need to have a talk with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you, is? Or do you? What do you mean? And you thought that he was done? You're the fucking producer. You're yeah, the man. Bro, you're the guy. I don't ever think yeah. that again. Seriously. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Okay, good. <laughs> That's he's just trying to feed our egos. Who? Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Doug? Yeah. I know he does. I'm on to him now. I know who the real stars are here. <laughs> <laughs> the stars in my eyes. Uh, hey, uh what is today? Today is uh Qua? It is Qua. National Qua National Qua Day. Yeah. You know what? Uh this is what I want all the listeners to do. For you. I want the listeners to do this. At some point in your day, we want you to yell that really fucking loud somewhere, Qua, Qua. Re- record it, yeah. and just post it on Instagram and tag Qua. us. Yeah. And tag us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be like a, a martial arts move, yeah. possibly. It could Qua. be anything. Yeah. It could yeah. be anything. Just sneak up behind your grandma, right. yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. make her shit herself, whatever. Ooh. <laughs> Hash- probably don't do that. And then but... tag in- ha- tag us uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Mind hey, pump. We want to see it. Pretty, s- pretty soon here, Doug, we're going to have to start doing a disclaimer before yeah. we start this show, I think. I know. Mind Pump makes, takes no responsibility for death. Yeah, no actions qua. of qua. Yeah. Qua. 
So let's do the Q and A. Quarine. Producer Doug, yes. ask us a question for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some for questions hours. here for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Emily Ham has a question. Uh, are cravings indicative of deficiencies? Oh. Yes. Next question. No. <laughs> uh, quick lightning round. Like um, yes, they are. Uh, either you're deficient in calories or you're deficient in a nutrient. And in fact, you can mm. have a craving. Due to a deficiency this is, in nutrients. You know what it reminds Sal, me Sal's of? Sal's wrong here. I'm okay, wait, hold on before you say it. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, you know how pregnant ladies, they, they eat like clay and like, you know, parts of mud mm-hmm. because uh, the body's telling them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cravings can be indicative of deficiencies. Absolutely. So Sal is right. They can be, but there's actually more. Not always. Right. More studies right. out that, that actually prove that over 70% of it actually is. is it's more, a trick is more psychological than mm. anything else. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. So a very small percentage <laughs> is normally is is normally because uh, you're in a deficiency. So for example, the, and I'm willing to guess, even though I don't know this for sure, but this is just anecdotal, as Sal would say. Um, with my clients, anybody who has the, the craving type thing, it is, it's my clients that are, I'm cutting, you know, that those ones that have those, those cravings, that's why it's due because of the deficiency. But if you're not in a caloric deficit, probably on a regular basis, you're probably the other person who has more of the psychological yeah. side of it. So, yeah, I, I, you know, what's a good point because if I'm bored and I'm at home and I'm not really doing anything, all of a sudden have cravings to eat shit. Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or if I'm watching a movie, how have you ever watched a movie and had a craving for popcorn? It's like it's embedded in your yeah. in your psyche. It, so the, But there can be cravings due to deficiencies like magnesium. Oh, absolutely. You know, and chocolate it's chocolate like association, can, right? Mm-hmm. So some of those things like you have memories that are good and then you you project your association with that, you well, know, a particular uh, thing. My wife will crave uh, especially when she's on her cycle, mm-hmm. she'll crave like red meat. Like she wants She'll a crave big like ass solitary steak. confinement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that so. But yeah, uh, she'll, she'll crave. Oops. <laughs> she'll crave steak. She'll crave red meat. Well, so, so uh, and I teach Katrina this because we're constantly, we are living in deficits a lot of times. We're, we're going on many cuts and many bulks all the time. So it is common for us that the the craving is, is related to some sort of a deficiency. So I mm-hmm. normally teach her to assess her diet. You know, have you been getting a lot of your good fats, avocado, your nuts? Have you been eating steak? Have you been eating a lot of these good fats? More than likely, if we're living, if we're eating super clean and low calorie, you might be, you might be missing, you might be missing those fats. And so I'll tell her to ramp those up. In fact, I just told a client that the other day, add an avocado to her diet uh, or choose like an ounce of walnuts or almonds or something else. So anyways, it, it most certainly can be that. But I'm just saying that a majority of the time, it, it's more psychological. Yeah. And they, the studies that I was reading were actually talking about um, just, and that's through our entire lives of either whether we've been rewarding ourselves or being rewarded by somebody and that connection to food. So like, you know, everyone says like everyone loves cake. Well, some people don't love cake, right? And the, I love the we, diamond. We call those people assholes. Well, <laughs> well, here, here's what's crazy. This is the this is the the, the nerdy psychological oh, part no. I love to get into is that you know the the studies will show that a lot of those things have to do with 
um, people have bad ex- had a bad experience, maybe you know whether with cake, yeah, with a birthday, probably involved a clown, a birthday or cake or a clown or something like that, and they have this, <laughs> this thing, and then you have the other Who's side cake, where Johnny? most people relate cake to an event or a party, exciting, happy, and most people are cake lovers to a point, right? And we'll, so what you're saying is, if we don't want our kids to eat shit when they grow up, we should just give them bad experiences ooh. with these foods. So you should make it taste like dog shit. Now I'm gonna give my kids some cake. You're gonna fucking eat all that cake. Yeah, I don't care how many times you throw up. And then that's it. They won't want well, it. Well, do I need to keep do you referring think that, back to my dog shit brownie? <laughs> no. Where do you think that kid a solid? Where do you think that strategy came from? <laughs> where do you think this the, the old strategy like what parents parents who uh, when they were probably in the sixties and seventies used to t- tell their kids they had to make them smoke the whole pack of cigarettes if they wanted a cigarette? Like, yeah. okay, you're gonna sit down. We're gonna smoke this whole pack of cigarettes. <laughs> so you're gonna have a cigar <laughs> and inhale it. Like, what that's do they do? Such an, <laughs> that's <laughs> such an old, <laughs> it is. old tactic. I it, love it. It is though, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do smoke this like a stogie. <laughs> You had to smoke the whole Cuban. Like, you just remember like these cartoons, these kids turning green and then puking. That's uh, so fucked uh, up. You know what? It. Parents were fucking they badasses were back in the day. They were like assholes. Hey, let's, hey, don't get me wrong. Dude. There's a part oh, of us that kind of, I kind of like, that's kind of not a bad strategy when you think about it because yeah. now that kid's going to relate. Yeah. That, oh, oh, that you want to smoke a cigarette? Oh. Well, fuck, you're going to smoke all this shit, get yeah. nicotine poisoning and lung cancer. <laughs> I'm going to teach you All to smoke a once. cigarette. Don't you dare smoke my yeah. cigarettes again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, of course, why we can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I find that hilarious. And But I mean, that a lot of the food has to do with that. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, you love going to the movies. And what do you eat? You eat popcorn. You snack on candy. You slurp, slurp on a Slurpee. So, so every what you're time saying now, is slip some anchovies in there or something. Yeah. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Huh. What's wrong with anchovies? I'm just. They're I, fucking they're, delicious. Oh, oh God. You're man. an anchovy lover. Anchovies. What? In popcorn? Uh, no, that's what I'm Maybe. saying. Maybe it's a furry meat, bro. You, Any f- meat that you eat that's furry when bro, it goes down your throat, it's, it's, it's don't it's ruin salty. my joke. It's salty and delicious. You eat it with some hard cheese and some wine, bro. Yeah, well, so is dick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not eating that. <laughs> that is a very good point, bro. It's hairy, so, so I've been hairy, told. Salty. So, so I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. well, now you ruined anchovies yeah, for me, yeah. you motherfucker. Yes, you see what I did there? Oh, too bad I was in junk food. Great yeah. job, bro. Oh, well. it's, like, it's like dick. All right, next question. <laughs> yeah, let's so, do this. I'm going to try. War J asks about your thoughts on Zercher squats. Mm. Awesome. They're great. Good old Zercher. It's an old, it seems like it's an old school uh, method, but yeah. it's it. Any guesses on who invented the Zercher squat? Somebody named Zercher. Very good. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I win. Um, yeah, no, I I actually love to do those with uh, uh, athletes that, um, like especially like baseball players, like golf. Um, you know, people that uh, have a lot of dexterity, use a lot of wrist movement, stuff like that. Like I don't want to put it uh, their wrist in a compromised position, so I'll do a Zercher squat instead of a you know a front load squat. So Zercher squat uh, for the listeners, that's where you hold the bar in the crook of your elbow mm-hmm. in front of your body and you hold it tight to your body and you do a squat. It's kind of like a combination between a deadlift and a front squat is yeah. what I found. Yeah. I find the Zercher squat to be, it's painful in the arms, but you got so you got to get used to it. But I find it uh, beneficial to my deadlift. If I throw those in sometimes instead of a deadlift, mm-hmm. It's it's a total different load to adjust to, mm-hmm. and and you know, and you definitely feel like different parts, like like my core just lighting on fire in certain you know portions of the lift that I wouldn't necessarily feel in, in another type of a lift. So it's 
it's totally a different stimulus to adapt to for sure. Yeah. I can't say that. It looks badass too. I yeah. can't say that I've used it a lot or that I've had clients do it. The only time I had a client do it, um, and I had a couple guys I had this. So I've had uh, FedEx and UPS guys that I've trained before. And because they're they're picking up and carrying these loads and boxes and stuff like that is just training mm-hmm. them. It's a good technique. Yeah, yeah, and so that it, position. Yeah, and just teaching you too to take a heavy load like that off the ground and up like that. That position is very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I, in fact, I remember the reason why that even came up the very first Here's time was your bike was what my FedEx guy had injured himself picking up a really heavy box and you know probably poor technique and form. And so you know Zercher squats is a great uh, great way to train somebody like that. Um, but other than that. You know, I feel like it, it is such a the middle or cross between so many other movements. Like if you front squat and back squat and deadlift, I, I feel like you're going to get all that. Well, it's because it's another variation of a barbell movement. Here's the thing. If you go back in time and you look at all the exercises that people did with barbells and dumbbells, you'll find a lot of exercises that nobody does anymore because they fell out of favor. But many of these exercises are superior to machines. And so if you're looking to add variety to your workout, um, look to these exercises first yeah, before a, you yeah, look at point. using a machine. So like a Zercher squat or a barbell hack squat, somebody asked me about the other day, are they any, you know, any, any use? All these movements, just by nature of being free weight and having to support them and because they're different um, than your current free weight exercises, are going to give you elicit some type of adaptation, and they're better than machines typically. Machines are good for certain things, but if you want to, you know, if you're if you're injury-free, you don't have to avoid certain exercises, you're feeling strong, you want to add some variety... I love some of these weird, you know, lifts like the Zercher squat or like a, a side press or, you know, the Turkish get up and all these different types of movements that, well, you know, lifters movie. did back in the day. Oh, yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I don't think uh, <clears throat> when you talk about that, that's how you have to talk about it, in my opinion, unless you have somebody who you're specific right. trying to train that because I, I don't think it, it doesn't trump any of your big main movements that we talk about. No. Um, it's a I, nice addition. It is. It's a nice addition. Do I? What you know? What I'd have to be in that mood to where I really want to go do something different like that. Um, I, I do Zercher squats maybe three times a year. Right. Yeah, maybe I probably do them the most. But like it, you know, it reminds me too. Of well, the, you're so fucking awesome, aren't you? I mean, because <laughs> I'm just gonna be like up here while you guys are over here, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me of the yoke bar as well. Like so, I'll do that every now and then just yeah. because I want a different feel, mm-hmm. you know. And this is where. Instead of doing like, you know, a silly, stupid ass made up thing with the uh, leg press machine, you know, I'll do something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and not do like a side bendy kicky thingy that <laughs> yeah. I just made up and posted on Troll. Well, if you really want to develop your gluteus medius, yeah. um, you know what I really would love? What? I would fucking love. And I don't know where I could do this around here. I would love to train with the freaking big, uh, the strongman balls. What else you said that before? Atlas balls? Atlas balls. That's stupid. What do you mean that's stupid? That's stupid. No, hold on a second. (laughs) We're going to talk about this. Let's talk talk about it. No, you know why? It's it's real world strength. I mean, if you're going to talk about that and logs and shit, now you're talking about my my Celtic heritage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Flipping logs and shit. No, let me tell you why. It's not because you're lifting a big rock. There's a difference between flat back lifting 
and rounded back lifting. And I'm not talking about rounded lower back. I'm talking about rounded upper back. When you're grabbing that ball, you have to spread the scapula and you have a rounded back. And that type of lifting is different than the flat back that we tend to have with the deadlift. So if you're a grappler or if you're picking up heavy objects and shit, you want to strengthen that position. That kind of strength will give you really good lifting strength. Okay. And okay. Every day, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Even yeah. though none of us are fucking wrestling anymore or doing any of that, I think that is a very good point. <laughs> We're though. wrestling after the so- show. I, I would have no it's desire happening. to pick up one of those fucking 100, 200 pound Atlas. How fun would that be, Justin? Yeah, I've done that. One Thank of my you. friends, yeah. He, he, he was all f- into that. You don't think that would be fun, Adam? Just to show you that I probably could do it better than you. That's about it. Oh! <laughs> That's about the only thing that would motivate me to do it. That's about it. Other than that, like Skadoosh. I would, yeah, I would do it yeah. one time and then I'd be like, all right, the I'm good. The ball lifter. <laughs> I'm good. Adam I'm the great ball No, no. I, and, and I'm sure someone's listening will be like, oh, no, Sal and Justin Wright, they are great. No, they are. There's, there's great benefits. <laughs> I carry benefits, Atlas so balls every I'm, day. And I, never, I have never even thought of it like that until you just said that, which I think that's an ex- excellent point. And if you're somebody who is into like right power that, movements or... Re- yes. Write that down, Doug. Right. Right Sal, 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 Sal wins this one. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, dude, that whoa, Duly whoa, noted. bro. Yeah, get, <laughs> the tally marks are stacked. <laughs> yeah. Doug already tallies way too much on your side, or as it is, bro. Oh, yeah. He's biased. Hey, listen, don't make fun of me no more, motherfucker. When I see a text coming in today, for you texting for Justin to fix your fucking website, bro. Okay? You're talking about cutting steak for somebody. <laughs> I think he put on his own credit card uh, to fix yeah, your shit. Hey, he's hey. my boy. He's my baby boy. He's my baby boy. Hey. Oh, I got I, uh, This morning I woke we'll up. We'll all cut steak for each other one you day. Know, this morning I woke I up and I had all these messages. I gave him pancakes. And I was like, what the fuck? My website's down. I click on it and it gives me this error. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And like, <laughs> so he sent a message. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> Help. I was like, I'm losing so much money today. Just help, help me. me. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. I got, I got this. It's going to be okay. <laughs> all right. We're that, fine. We're fine, though. Yeah. This next question is, you know, related to that last question from this one's from Raging Wheezy Gaines. Mm-hmm. He's asking about arm placement for front squats. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the two traditional mm-hmm. place uh, places you put your arms are either fingertips under the bar with your elbows pointing up real high like an Olympic lifter yeah. would train it, or the traditional bodybuilding style, which is the style I use, where you cross your arms over the bar. In both cases... Kind of like a genie. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm doing... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Doing like I dream a genie. Exactly. Uh, you know, in, bo- in both situations, you got to keep your elbows high. This is the key. That's it. Keeping your elbows high makes all the difference in the world. If you let your elbows drop, the bar will come down your arms and you're fucked. You might also, as well do a zercher at that point. Right. And, it, you know, where you place the bar, um, try and place it in front of your delts. And I don't mean in front of your delts away from your body, but in front of your delts close to your neck. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can do this. A lot yeah. of people will do that and their neck gets in the way. So it has to sit right on their delts. And that makes it a little more difficult, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it, not, a lot, not a lot of people have the flexibility, I think, too, to even pull off like some of those positions, especially with the wrists. So yeah, I can't. Yeah, there's the the method too, where you get towels and you can kind of wrap it over the bar, and then you can grab and like gradually you can you know gain some range of motion Great to point. get to that point. Uh, Let's so, explain that. So what you do is you get two towels, you wrap it around the bar, right, and you grab the 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 towels. With each hand, with your elbows pointing up. So it's right. like I have my hands under the bar, but yeah. I'm further away. But you can away. keep your elbows up. Right. So you're able to still pull with your with your hands. So right. you can pull, yeah. Now, Adam, you, you hate, you've hated the front squat. Yeah, and because it's of that. because of all these reasons we're talking about. It's just an it's an uncomfortable uh, squat for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it just really is. Well, yeah, because when we go to the gym, we want to be comfortable. That's, that's <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> that's of, where machines come I mean, in. of... 
of all, like the recliner of fitness. I bring my pillow into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> a leg press. Of all our tra- traditional movements, uh, front squatting is probably up there with uh, one of like. Well, I know I do it a lot more than zerchers for sure, but front squats are one of those things that I do, and I'm like. Ugh. You know, when I go into them, yeah, you know, nobody likes them. Like I'm excited, like, I get excited and amped up to back squat, to deadlift, to do those movements because I'm, it's one of those right. movements where it's just I feel like, and and Justin's right. I mean, working on flexibility with my wrist and getting comfortable with that, but it doesn't matter either. Either or position for me is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not as comfortable as resting the bar on my back. I feel like I could rest the bar on my back and completely balance it on my back without your hands and without my yeah. hands and do a squat where I don't. I couldn't do that with a front squat at mm-hmm. all. So it's just not as well. The the interesting part to it is I, I honestly feel it has more crossover to real life, you know, it with, does. with a front it does. loaded it does. positioning. Because I mean, how often do you have things resting on your back that's yeah, loaded? Never. Never. never, yeah. never. Yeah. No. Unless you got your kid or somebody, you know, on your shoulders. Well, unless we're doing a backpack. Unless we're or, doing piggyback rides like we did I yesterday, mean, Justin. Yeah. No, you're more like a train ride. You're right. Yeah. A, a, a front squat, <laughs> a front squat definitely uh, translate more more into what we do for sure. And the benefit of a front squat is your because the bar is front loaded, it keeps you more upright. You're going to get more quads. Um, you're going to get some right. some upper back activation. Trying way, to stabilize. I would think way more central nervous system. I mean, I, I think you. I feel like that's having a fire like crazy. It's firing, but because a back squat, you can go heavier. That's good. You're man. also. I mean, because I can I can max out on a back squat easier than I can. With yeah, the front you can't. Squat. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's a hard lot to max more out. Difficult. With, yeah, to get to get a lot of yeah. weight on that front loaded squat. Yeah. Well, Justin, you've got yeah. a fucking great front squat. Uh, oh, because you do so many probably because <laughs> of cleaning you. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a good looking. It's a very, very good looking front squat. Very, very good Thank looking. You. It takes me a long ass time to warm up into front squats. Yeah. I, I just did them today and I go bar, quarter inch side, 45, and I work all the way up to 270 and up. But I go like, it takes me like 10 sets just to get up there. Yeah. So. All right. Our next question is from Pennyweight Craft Brewing. Mm. Your thoughts on mental versus physical failure? Oh. You must I, be talking I about like fatigue. This question. Is Fatiguing, this a, is mental, a, and physical is fatigue. Is this a work, working out related? Well, well I, I think this is, you know, sometimes people quit because they just don't have the mental oh, fortitude. Yeah, right, right. You know what's interesting? They, I just, I was just reading about this. I think I talked to you guys about this. We uh, talked about, about this about. briefly because uh, this was another uh, related podcast. I had listened to the, uh, the guy, the Iceman, I believe his name. He mm-hmm. was talking about this, about how the body is, is so much more capable than we give it credit uh, for and you know one of his techniques was through breathing and so he did a lot of inhaling and and the capacity for him to uh, fill up with oxygen is a lot more than people utilize and so you know that had crossover with all these different uh, aspects you know from that but it's just very interesting because I mean the, the overall theme is that basically there's these untapped abilities we have uh, but our brain has these sort of governing things that tell us hey you know let's Let's be cautious or let's use minimal force with this or whatever, right? Well, there's two things. I mean, one, yes. One, you take a beginner and they go to lift something that they that with, with all their strength, their body's only going to allow, you know, I'm just going to throw a number out there, 50% of their maximal strength to be applied because the governor there's governors there to protect the muscles from tears and the joints from strains and stuff. If you train on a regular basis, you can access more of that strength. Um, uh, elite lifters can access up to 90% they've tested. There's that, but then there's another there's another aspect here. And I was just reading about this the other day to where they did studies where they took athletes and they had them do um, mental exercises. So challenges, mental challenges. Very difficult, exhausting mental challenges. 
before going out and doing a workout. Mm-hmm. And what they found is they had reduced performance in their workout. Of course. Because the mind, so, so uh, that, that was number one. So the, the mind definitely affected the workouts. And then number two, they've done lots of studies where they've had people go to complete exhaustion where they collapse, then they'll test their muscles and they find like this, this there's still this, this stores of glycogen. There's still this muscle, muscle energy that, that's there and this is a substantial amount. So it was the, the mind that shut down. It wasn't the body that shut down. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've bonked before and I know what that feels like. So it's a, when you, and if you've never pushed bonked. your butt, yeah, where you literally mm-hmm. have like, you can't move. Like okay. it's the craziest thing ever. Like if you've av- ever pushed yourself it's like through, Hubert. through a, a, a routine like that or a workout where, you're like, I remember, I remember I was doing some stupid exercise that, uh, this was back when way before cross, anyone even knew what CrossFit was. And, and some of my trainers this back in your days when you were with me and, uh, challenging ourselves with some crazy row burpee, fucking nutty, you know, competition thing. And I remember pushing my body so hard and so fast, like the competitive side of me. And then it, it, my, the system just shut down. Like, and mentally I was like telling my body to get, I couldn't even get down on the ground. Like it was just, it just stopped. It was the craziest wow. feeling, you know? And I feel like, uh, and even then you sure you could test me and see that I still had glycogen in there. It wasn't right. that long of a workout or whatever. So in this, and this is also anecdotal with our clients, but I mean, almost every single client that I ever trained that couldn't, finish a workout or do this or that it was always it was never a physical thing there i i you can tell they when they mentally someone, tapped out you could tell when someone's doing squats or doing something and you could see their muscle give out you when someone what? goes to actual failure when it fails or stops let or, me ask you guys this question because you guys have been trainers for a long time uh, like i have i can always tell how many reps my client has oh yeah are you guys the same way oh absolutely yeah. like i can literally say five more reps oh, and i'll know that that fifth rep That's why i never write it down <laughs> I mean that's one of the reasons. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, seriously though, you like every workout is like that. You, you can gauge it based off of what you see, you know, in the attempts and like, oh yeah, it's and you, a lot you of should time, be like those sideshow guys that like predict someone's body reps. weight or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and I can't tell you how many times I'll say five more and they'll be like, I can't do five more. Yep. I'm like, yes, you can. And I, in no, my mind, can't. I know they could do seven, yeah. but I only have them do five because I usually don't take people to failure. Yeah, right. It's pretty interesting. Or I've had them add weight and they're like, I can't lift. 10 more pounds. I'm like, yes, you can. I'm, you know, I know I can see how your body's working. Yeah. Right. You can, Oh, you could totally tell. We could yeah. totally see that their tempo, how they're, if everything's starting to like composure, like yeah, all if this any stuff, deviations like, yeah. starting to kick in or what that, like if they're controlled, good form still and completing X amount of reps, it's like, Oh yeah, I can add X amount of weight. No problem. Well, what do they always say about these super advanced, uh, like, like Navy seal training or these, High level, you know, training courses. Always mental. They say that everybody that they enters never, it's is never the super physical, fit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not the physical aspect; it's the mental aspect. Oh. So, really, if you're a high level, and this is actually quite true, if you're a high, high level um, uh, competitor, athlete, or just gym rat that's at a high level where you've been working out for years and years and years, and you fine tune your body, you know your diet, you will probably make more gains once you've analyzed your workout and everything. You'll probably make some significant gains by working on your mind. Yeah. By working on the mental component of either A, knowing when to stop, when to push. Oh, yes. I don't know where I heard this, but I, I, it reminds me you're talking about the Navy SEALs. Um, basically, what was I talking about? Oh, where um, I totally forgot. <laughs> yes, it's been damn it. so long yes, since I have so- not forgot. Like, like that in <laughs> a, long a long time. time. Oh, I just had a total. Moment. So, to do with the well, I, I wanted to piggyback off of what he was it'll saying, come maybe, back and me. maybe he'll come back yeah. to you here. You, oh, man. you made you made a, a comment right there that I'm I'm so glad you did because I was going to interrupt you and say this is also the problem that I have with the fitness industry right now 
is that we, most people know that it's mental. We're, we're, we're on to this science. We're on to We understand that our bodies have these crazy physical capabilities if we could just push them to those limits. And so people have now taken those studies and that science that supports that. And now we've taken it to that extreme that it's beast mode, everything. It's, oh, go balls of wall. Train till you throw up. If you're not, you're leaving the, you're, you know, the harder you push, the more results you're going to get. That's the mentality that we that is promoted now and it's also when you think it's the cooler mentality it's the harder one that's what people want you know and it's it's unfortunate because you have to have that balance you have to know that and that's the key when do you break yourself off when do you let off the throttle well there is a time when and there's a time not to and it uh, honestly most people have it backwards Mm -hmm. you know when i've used i remember it now i'll go for it No, I just remember like the, I remember like these Navy SEAL instructors saying that like as they saw people go through the program, the ones that had the highest success were more like your, your farm kind of like middle of the country uh, guys that were like just always used to hard work Mm -hmm. and had this like mental discipline that was, you know, nothing would, would stop in their way versus you know, your high performance athletes or somebody that was a football player, like somebody coming in like this badass athlete, athletic, you know, uh, physique that was ridiculous. You know, uh, those guys, those guys just didn't have it in it, comparison. It, and it all, a lot of it has to do, and you can tr- definitely train yourself, uh, to be able to increase your mental capacity when it comes to fatigue. Like, yeah. uh, like for me, for example, um, when it comes to max lift, like moving a heavy weight for one or two reps, I'm very mentally strong. You put me under a weight that I need to grind, and I'm, I, my mind will will be strong enough to to lift that weight, or or at least in my muscles capacity to lift that weight. Now, if you put me in a stretch, if you tell me to stretch and hold this stretch, Sal, and get real deep in the stretch, I want to fucking quit. Right? <laughs> like I'm done. I don't want to hold the stretch yeah. anymore. I can't handle the pain because I haven't trained my mind. And that aspect. Same thing with high rep squats or something like that. Like I'll get under a bar that I know I could squat for 50 reps. And after rep 15, I like rack it. Ugh, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't like this pain. Dude, it's, that's how I am with hot plates. Go out of the oven. <laughs> oh, I'm such a bitch with those. Oh, I'm just like, ah! Because they're they great analogy. Have, I haven't trained my hand to deal with it. Do you guys take super hot showers? I think you're pretty hot shower. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. I don't like, I don't like really. super, super yeah. hot showers. <laughs> I definitely don't like lukewarm showers. No, my wife puts the shit on lava. Yeah. And I'll get yeah, in there and too. I'll be like, get the ah, scorches yeah. me. Burned it. Yeah. Burned it right off. Yeah, I, like, I like it pretty hot. <clears throat> Kev Reynolds, 26. Does eating before bed really cause fat gain? Nope. Eating excess calories oh, before yeah. bed will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the studies that show that people who eat before bed um, are fatter, um, don't account for the fact that that typically tends to be an extra meal. So people who eat at 10 well, o'clock that at night. Was only meal? Right. right. Yeah. No, they, you know, they, they no, probably. probably like, yeah. They're they, talking about seven, you know, six, seven meals. Or, yeah. The or, cinnamon toast crunch and the yeah, cupcake that you went right. downstairs for. Is, right. <laughs> it's all sugar. Yeah. yeah. Now, dude, to be fair, there is this whole, you know, calories get utilized differently. And there are some differences, but it's, it's so small. That's really inconsequential. It's not something you should, you should really, uh, you know, put into your program. It's not going to make a difference. In other words, well, let's let's do this real quick because I I know Kev is someone who's one of our. I think he's a forum guy too, so he's one on the smarter end of our listeners for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Slight jab at everybody. You know, hey, it's, <laughs> it's, it's somewhat so, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. so. Uh, here's the science. The science. Uh, I could I could give you something that supports both sides and argues that. 
for example, like I, you know, there's been times where I tell people to, you know, not eat, you know, late at night because what I want you to do is have your last meal at five or six. And then I know that when you go to bed, you're going to your glycogen levels are going to be completely depleted. And then all night long, your body is having to tap into fat. Mm -hmm. So then that's one way of like explaining the science on how the body works and how it's a little bit different. But then there's also the flip I can say to somebody else. You trained really hard at your whatever you whatever your training programs early in the day. And I actually want you to get a bulk of your calories. We're going to save the 1500 of your calories late at night, 10 o'clock at night, all the way till the end of the night. I could talk about how the best time for you actually to recover and repair is at rest. And when you sleep at night, so what a great time to feed the body, all these great nutrients and all this food that your body's going to be utilizing all night while you're resting and recovering. So you can pitch it either way. you. Well, will. I'll tell you why I enjoy eating most of my, because most of my calories, I'd say probably 80% of my calories, 70, 80%. Are in my in a meal that comes close to bedtime, mm-hmm. so like eight o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night. Let me tell you why that works for me, because um, if I wait, I, it's like it's it's a mental thing. I know I can hold out until that one big meal, eat it, and then boom, I go to bed. Like I'm not going to eat anymore. Yeah. If I make that big ass meal lunchtime, I guarantee you by the time eight o'clock runs, rolls around, I'll be hungry again. I'll end up eating more calories. For there. me, it's productivity. So I. I found that myself, like if I eat a big meal, like I'm so not as productive afterwards. You have more energy when you don't. Way more energy. So I want to kind of save that throughout my day and then really, you know, uh, get the fats, all those things like later on because I know I'm going to be just sitting there relaxing. Mm -hmm. I I actually, um, I, I don't know if this is something I'm different than you guys or maybe I just do this more than you guys. I really, um, I actually enjoy always doing something kind of different. Like, uh, I mean, just two days ago, I was running the Bulletproof, his, the way he runs his fast. You know, then I'll run a fast. The oh, way you did you did a vegan day with me. I did a vegan day with you. Hey, I did, how did I, you feel, by the way, after um, doing that? So you ate no, you ate basically all vegetables. Yeah. Okay. How did mm-hmm. you feel? Uh, I felt good. You know, I, Less I, inflammation, right? Oh, definitely. The, inf- the big things I noticed was the, inf- the inflammation coming down, uh, the water retention. I totally noticed that, uh, like, my, I have the puffy face. Um, I did notice my jawline come out a lot um, and literally just in that from that day. So and the inflammation were the two big ones um, and I was fine energy. So I didn't have any like uh, dip in energy or anything like that. Um, I when I remember when Justin was eating the steak and you and I were eating that drinking that shitty pee drink. Yeah. And they're, um, they're so horny yeah, for my food. I was. I do. Was I, I do remember thinking like, God, I wish I was biting into that steak instead of doing what I'm doing. We right had, now. We so had, I, I ate it real slow. We just made out with Justin so we could taste it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really. So and I don't know. I don't know how much science supports this or not, because I, I, you know, but I do believe I do believe there will be enough science that supports this because we're just now starting to get in the importance of undulating your food and stuff. And there is more and more studies coming out this. I also believe there is something to be said about changing all that up. Like if you're somebody who is someone like me, bodybuilder guy who for weeks on end, sometimes they're eating six meals a day. Well, I say that, but at the same time too, because I'm like that, I'll also be somebody who also now I'm eating twice a day. You know, the last, this last month, there's so many benefits to doing that because, and, and I can feel it. I can feel, yep. I can feel my body tr- trying to figure out what are you doing? We're used to getting our meals every two, three hours. Boom. Now you're only giving me two or three. Yep. Or let's say I've been eating two or three for a little while and I go like, now I'm going to do a throw a fast in there. Or now I'm going to do one huge meal or now I'm going to do four meals, moderate meals. Yeah. And I'm always fucking around with stuff like that. And I always can feel my body changing. It, I think that reflects a lot of your training style to begin with. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Well, it should yeah. be your whole your whole approach should be that way. Yeah. You should always 
change the, the pace, change the tempo of your workouts, change how you eat. Um, always eat healthy, but under like calories, proteins, fats, mm-hmm. carbohydrates. On the vegan day, your protein was way down. Um, and the following day, you probably had a high protein day. It's, and then you can get a good gauge as to, you know, how you feel in those situations. Like, especially as far as like when you go to lift heavier weights or, you know, when you're on more of a uh, low activity day or moderate day or whatever. Like, you know, maybe then you can sort of start pairing these things as far as like what you've already experienced by experimenting. It's it, this is and that is the point to take away from this. And I feel like that is the way like Kevin, like to get into it, get into it because you are somebody who follows us and I know is on the forum. Like well, I, I am so huge on playing with all those things and seeing what works for you and never getting stuck in one way, you know? And I, a lot of our questions are always geared at that. People want an answer. Or people want, yeah. like, is this better than this or this and that? And a lot of times we give, uh, you They're know... They're very detailed. Like, I'm always, like, <laughs> yeah. trying to bring it back to, like, the core things, but it's... I know you don't want to hear that a lot of times, but it's it really is. It's it, most of the time that's what the things, you know, that you need to focus on. You know, a long time ago, my dad had a good friend who was a bodybuilder. I'll never forget muscular back then he was huge i don't know how big he actually was but you know when you're a kid and you see someone with muscle they look so big and i was i went up to him like and i'm like 13 years old i'm like how do i build muscle and i'll never forget this is what he told me he said work out your whole body three days a week and eat lots of uh good healthy food and you know what's funny i didn't take his fucking advice <laughs> because i was like oh bullshit that's not the and you know what's so now, ronnie coleman's it, doing bro. exactly and now i'm like looking back if i had just taken his advice it's yeah. so funny because well, it didn't. It wasn't no secret. There was no. You know what I mean. He didn't tell me the fucking tip, the the secret supplement. The you know. He just said mm, no, no. Eat a lot yeah. of healthy food and lift, train your whole body three days a week. Well, I always find, and I don't know if you guys, smart man, how long, smart, right? A how, long, how long you guys have been doing this for? But I've been doing it for a little while now, uh, a couple of years now, but they're not that long. Where you know when I write a program for someone, it's so basic. You know, it's so basic. It's like your your core main movements. They you almost know? feel patronized for paying you. E- exactly. And <laughs> they're, I, and like, I, they're like, you want me to just squat? It's part. It's press? it's part of the reason why like, I I rest. I make a minimum. A you can, you cannot sign up with me for less than three months because I feel like I need to show them before they like just go like this motherfucker. He really just gave me these five basic movements that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then this is how I'm eating right now. And wait, I have to track my food, and he's gonna t- and then he, then he's gonna tell me what i should do like this is crazy i can't tell you how many times people have hired me and then they just they just succumb and just say fine i'll trust you yeah and then you know three four months later they're like ah yeah that happens like every time you're a god yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) happens all the time that's what i said (laughs) and they call me the ego that's mistake yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly all right well it was part of our workout cutting cutting steak yeah <laughs> I, I got a lot of experience. All right, uh, Wolfgang Schultes asks how to make his uh, reflexes faster. Mm. What muscle is that, uh, Justin? <laughs> you mean like where, where are your uh, ref- where are your what? Where, where are your reflexes? This at? is what you do. You got to study. You got to study the cat. You got to look at the cat like reflexes. Right. Yeah, you got to go move chase like a bunch of chickens like a cat. No, you should That's have a rocky. You did. should have a friend throw wrenches at you. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could dodge a wrench, yeah. you could dodge a ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk. I mean, you talk about agility. You, I mean, for the most part, uh, like I mean, a lot of this is the, the central nervous system. This is a lot of um, you know training the body to respond the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it, it's just it's tapping into that. It's tapping into that neural recruitment pattern. So 
um, in an explosive manner. Very right? much in an explosive manner. Yeah, because um, it, well, it, had, it comes with repetition too. It's it's something that um, well, if it's a specific is- movement. You know, you're going to practice. It's just like dribbling a basketball. If I'm dribbling a basketball at a certain point, I have to get to a point where uh, my body is just going to automatically get into that rhythm of it. And, and it, it's just going to be an automatic response that I'm, you know, I've done it so many times repetitively that my body will remember this movement and it will do it you know, to efficiency. Well, there's a component of reflexes that's genetic and that's just how fast your body responds to a stimulus. Okay. Yeah. And most humans are almost identical. There's some that are a little faster, some a little slower, but we're pretty close to each other. Now, when it comes to reflexes in sports, there's a lot you could do with just training, just knowing yeah. how to move a particular way, which will make you move faster. Well, so that, that would comes be, with technique. That would be a better question. Like, right. I, I don't know who, who's asking this question, but it, maybe they are an athlete and they're well, a, basket, Schultl- a, a basketball player. Well, there's drills. I mean, yes, let's be honest. Like, let's just be like, there's cone drills. There's you know drills you do with a ball that bounces in an awkward fashion. So instead of having a predictable movement, you have to respond to an unpredictable movement. Okay, and that's a great way to to build you know a, a faster reflex, um, but. I mean, really, it's 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 establishing that that power, that that recruitment pattern at a really high level. So that way, you know, what you're doing in the gym as far as like power movements will transition, you know, will carry over to these real sport specific movements that you're going to try to adapt to in practice. So in practice is where you work on your skills. Yeah, this is a this is a high skill uh, related question. So you, whatever it is you're specifically trying to do. You have to master that by doing that movement, you know, a thousand times, right? So, over and over and over. So I think what we would we would say is frequency would be the number one thing that trumps the number right? one thing. practice. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever whatever it is you're trying to have quick reflexes for, whether it be catching a ball or throwing a ball really quick right, or right, swinging, right. you know, whatever this react or karate, yeah. whatever it is that right. you want to feel this these cat like reflexes, you want to whatever that movement is or that pattern, you need to repeat it as do it as much as you possibly but can. Being and, strong and powerful helps. Yeah, right? strong. So that's why the gym, it, it, it does. It, it, it matters. It makes you strong. It gives you more power. But when it comes to reflexes, that's a skill. Like if I right. throw a football and it hits the ground and starts to bounce, a professional football player is, is going to better predict where the ball is going to go just through years of training yeah. and knowing how football bounces versus some guy who's never seen a football bounce. If you ever looked at a football yeah. bounce, it doesn't bounce well, it's like, like a throwing a baseball at a baby. Right. So <laughs> Which, and don't do that. Yeah. Poor baby. I hate to say it. But it's gonna hit the baby yeah. in the face. So, so it's just practice, yeah. practice, practice, practice. One more question, guys. Mayvon is asking about if they were to make a movie about you, mm. what would the title be, <laughs> and who would play you? Oh, man. <laughs> Captain I <know>. Awesome. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Dude, what, 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 what would the movie? Let be? the narcissism game begin. So, yeah, yeah, no. Your life. Adam would play me in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. That's a really hard one. Well, let's start with this. Like the actor that would play you. I think if we can narrow it to that first, we can figure out the genre. Can I pick on this question for a second? I mean, didn't you listen to our fucking uh, psychologist uh, come in here and got got a hold of us? Like, we don't have that kind of narcissism. That would make us one of those narcissistic people like, like, (laughs) if I was going to make a movie, if they were going to make a movie about me. Brad Pitt all day. I have never, ever in my life thought about that. And I bet the two that are sitting next to me have neither either. how, How about this? If you if they were to, if someone were to make a movie that you were to star in, what kind of movie would you want it to be? Not that it's about your life, but what okay, kind of movie would really make question. you go fuck yeah? yeah. yeah that's that's the movie question. I want to be in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a Top Gun. 
So obviously you want to be the top gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yours. So you'd want to be. Are you goose? Are you goose? Maverick, bro. Maverick. Come on. He's, so you so you'd want to be you'd want to be you'd want to be a jet fly fly uh, uh, pilot. That was the first that came to my mind. When you thought of it, when I thought of a cool uh, movie I like that, though. Yeah, that I wanted good. to be be someone in, like definitely being Maverick would be okay. pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Justin's already got obviously. Well, he, I, I know Justin's you, got you something picked out. You think it's the go to, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. they, you know. I'm gonna go off the radar and say Indiana Jones, <laughs> Harrison Ford, Han Solo. Yeah, you I'm do getting a relationship. Wait, right? wait, 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 wait. All right. So you, so you, that far so off. you'd want to, you, you would want to be in a movie like a, like a, like that. I just want to be an action adventure, you know. Bro, you might awesome. die, bro. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I die heroically. See, I would want to be in a movie where I'm some kind of like revolutionary, like The Matrix, like I'm Neo, or uh, I'm some leading some kind of, uh, yeah, like, you know. I like that too. Like, I like sci-fi, like, yeah. Well, not even sci-fi. Just I'm leading some kind of revolution that we're, I'm going against the. You know, some powerful whatever, and we got to fight it, and I got to get. Okay, so and then like, I die at like the, the end. Hunger Games. Okay, and so I want to die at the okay, end. Okay, okay. Yeah. If I'm thinking deeper, so if I were to try and relate this to my, my <laughs> that sounds horrible. Like Twilight. Uh, yeah. If I were trying to think of a movie that I would relate to my life, I would think like that that uh, kind of tells my story or something like that with, through a movie. I think something like a Rudy, like overcoming Rudy. O- overcoming Rudy. odds and like your your Rudy. work ethic and your that that type of person like. I I think that 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 type of a movie would encompass. You disappointed me, Sal. I thought you were gonna say Rocky. I thought no, you say Rocky no, too. For sure. I thought. So I feel first. like you guys are racist sure. all the time. <laughs> I loved Rocky though. Why yeah, am I racist? Listen, for bro. That? Just because you like it. Tell me you're not. Ex- <laughs> tell me you're not excited about the new one. About what? Creed. No. What? Nope. It's gonna be good. I'll watch it because I have to. But let me tell you why I'm not excited about it. Because he's not Italian. No, bro. He's black. No, I don't care about that. Oh, man. Racist. Yeah, come on. No, but because he's not an Italian boxer. Everybody knows we don't box anymore. You know what? You know what it is. It's because the first Rocky and the second Rocky were good. Were good movies. They weren't. It wasn't a boxing movie. It was a love story, and it was yeah. a powerful one. Yeah. And then it turned into kind of a parody of itself. Well, right. The Russian was great. That was fun. Could you back? Really could you movie. back up and just do that one more time? Show me that passion and excitement to tell me that Rocky is a fucking love story. Do the, that one more time for me. It, I want it to is see. a love story. Rocky so. one is a love story. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. And that's what made it such no, a great true. movie. But, yes. You're, you're trying a, to tell me so that you're Russian. Tell, movie, the, what was that? Rocky Four. Yeah, dude. Oh, that, no, Rocky that's, Four. No, no, no that's, that's my awesome. Favorite. No, that's, that's awesome. Favorite. That's an awesome movie, but it's I awesome in like a cult, you know, classic kind of way. It's not awesome like in a movie great, like a movie that's I transcend. Lo- I love that if you are dies, trying to take a movie dies. that is that the only reason why it is great was because it has this. Epic storyline, comeback story. Yes, Rod- but it's a love story. Yeah, but you know what? You sound so terrible right now. No, by I tra- don't. Because one, two, through five, through six are terrible acting. Yeah. Is not a uh, solid plot. Are, there's nothing. That, there's acting? nothing painful to listen to him Rocky. talk. What, which the, one's the terrible ones? acting? All of them. No, 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 no. He won an Academy Award in the first one. That, that's a popularity contest. No. It does not tell you if you he act- acted <laughs> excellent. He he did a great job in Rocky One. Are you kidding me right now? I'll fight you over here. On every section. I kill you. You're trying monument. to debate me right now. Like Sylvester <laughs> Stallone was a great actor in only two movies. The first Rocky, the second one he did good, but the first one he did a fucking Academy Award winning performance. And Rambo 5. Classic. No. And First no? Blood. First, first Blood, blood yes. he did a good job acting. He uh, says 40 words combined in all those movies you just uh, listened you know what, dude? That's about I, it. I need listen. I, I need you. I need to take back what you say. Uh, I, need you, 
Adam, I want you to take it back because you're you're about to flood, get a flood of pissed uh, off listeners. Uh, There's people listening right now that are with me. I love Rocky. No, I want I you to say this Rocky, with me. Dude. I want you to say this with me. He was an excellent actor in Rocky One. I want you to say Repeat this with me. These words, and then we can move on. I refuse. Okay. I refuse to say that Sylvester Stallone is uh, a good actor in any movie he played wow. in. In any movie he Just played, those he two. threw salt on your blood. Now, while right saying that. I have I all the respect anymore. in the world from I think he is a badass. I own all five of the Rockies. Yeah. I love Rocky. Yeah. But I'm That's sorry all. to listen to you try and talk about what a great <laughs> film right. Rocky yeah. One is is I mean he's kind of Daniel Day Lewis esque. <laughs> right? <laughs> The first right, one, no, you the should be first sl- one you should was be sl- great. No, you be not at all. The first one was great. Actually, and at the yeah. end of it, uh, I think, listen, it'd be like, I no, need, I no, no, I, implant, I, implant Sylvester Stallone you into know, Last of the Mohicans right now. Go. <laughs> you know what, you fuckers? I, I want you to- <laughs> I'm going to look up right now. Listen, I want you to look at this. If I look up the original Rocky, you know how they'll, exa- they'll explain it? They will say a love story. The original Rocky. I'm not say. debating that. Are you debating that? No, I'm not no, debating no, that at all. It's the, the credibility okay, so of the acting. Okay, okay, actually. That's, that's what you're debating. So Am let's, I right? Let's go with love story. Let's compare Let's compare it to A Sleepless in Seattle or- uh, <laughs> Oh, way better. Uh, way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way better. Okay. What are all, I don't Rocky's even watch those movies. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. You, there's, I don't dude, you can name a million love stories that <laughs> are- Anything with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, at the end of it, they don't even they don't even really announce that he lost the fight. He's just looking for Adrian, bro. At the end, remember that? Uh huh. Yeah. They're talking about they're giving the scores. He doesn't care. Hey, He's looking for I Adrian. love your passion. Hey, you should be slapped right now. You should be slapped right now for not being. <laughs> it's getting so hot. You know what's funny is everything else this motherfucker knows how to look at objectively, but as soon as we start talking about Rocky, all of a sudden uh, objectivity just goes right out the window, and you can't look at the other side. <laughs> right. Like you're really calling it a love story and arguing that it's one of the best. Like, are you serious Rocky right now? Is one of the greatest cinematic. Right, films bro, we're gonna arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start shifting gears to cinematic because it is cinematic. I think it's a great film, but do not put it in a category with a great story or plot or great acting. Oh my god, it's great! No, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll just uh, yeah, we'll move on. You li- you literally have no idea. Make sure you guys stop. How by. angry you've made me! Please, please, when you guys listen to this, you guys get a chance. Make sure you guys do a drive-by slap, a uh, virtual slap to Sal on his Instagram <laughs> and let him know that you're, uh, you're going to mind get, pump yeah, out of. You're about to we'll, see, we'll see the fanatical kind of fans. Both sides. I think this is a split decision right here. No, no uh, I, don't, I don't think so because if those that are really truly listening and that aren't pig-headed like Sal is in this situation, are they, <laughs> they hear that I'm saying- When's I am the last a, time you saw Rocky 1? The first one. Um, not even a year ago, bro. I watch. I love Rockies. I so watch. You Rockies. can't tell me Rocky One doesn't get you emotional. It, it doesn't move you. It gets me amped. It's got. Of it's got a great. It's got great music to it. Yeah. And it's got great pump you up scenes um, where fighting and punching dude, fucking it's live the, it's meat. It's the start of the training you, montage. How many times? Have Remember you, that genre? Yes. How many, the training montage. Every, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody that in this room. classic. Everybody in this room has ran up a flight of stairs and thrown the victory hands up. And where Fuck does that yeah, come from? I ate like five raw eggs like every morning. So how many, like, how okay, many so that is, and then I die. How many Academy not, Awards did Rocky the first one win? It doesn't even matter. You it, know it, that's a it, popularity it, it, contest. No, because you know that's I political. Believe, you know that's a no, bunch of dude. bullshit just right, like everything else we call out on this radio show. Now all of a sudden you're going to start supporting Academy Awards like they have some sort of validity? They uh, they have some. Get the, I mean, well, we get the use fuck something. out of this studio. No. <laughs> get out of this studio. It's time to go home. They've got some. It's time to go home, Doug. All right. Don't forget to subscribe 
review and rate uh, Mind Pump. And uh, please yeah. make sure to leave a message for Adam informing him how stupid yeah. he is. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>